This episode is from Shakti Durga's online class series, Spiritual Mastery. Hi everyone, it's Shakti Durga and welcome to this episode of the Soul Talk podcast. Each episode is going to feature some of the highlights from live trainings, retreats, online classes and presentations that I've done around the world. If you find value in it, please text the link to the podcast to a friend or share it with your networks. I look forward to connecting with you soon. Namaste. Let's move to hallmark number 10, mastering interconnectedness. Interconnectedness means that everything is connected to everything else. We are connected to everyone and everything that comes into our life. Amma, one of my teachers, says, the spiritual path makes you understand that you're not what you think. You're something beyond that. You are greater than what you think you are. Our lives are in a constant state of becoming, that there are countless decisions, reactions, conversations and choices that we engage in every day, let alone every week, month and year. Everything that we're thinking or doing or saying, every action of our mind, our voice or our bodies is putting little roots out into the world. It's putting energetic fibres out from us and it's starting to connect us with people who resonate vibrationally in the same way we do. And this dance of how our future is being created is going on all the time. We may think that someone who's just come into our life for the first time isn't really connected to us yet, but what do you think it is that brought us together? There is some kind of energetic connection going on to create that these two people met in the first place. We are being magnetically pulled towards some things and being pulled away from other things every day. And we start to look in this hallmark of self-mastery at what is it that we're pulling towards us, what is it we're pushing away. And this is a very interesting study as we start to get into it. And as we get deeper into this study, we start to see and understand more of the causal connections that are going on beneath the surface of life. As some of you probably know, in my earlier career, I was a lawyer. And if I'd been in court and had to prove a fact, then it was my job to be able to show a chain of causation between this event happening and this person causing it to happen. They did this happened, this happened, this happened, and this happened. And I had to be able to prove every link of that chain. And that's the only way you could prove something to the satisfaction of a judge or a jury. Imagine if you tried to say to the judge or jury, well, actually, before this person was born, it was their karma that they would come in and that they would have this series of events unfold. I don't think it would have washed, do you? But as a spiritual lawyer, I can see that what is happening and why it's happening has got many more parts to it than can be seen uh, by most people. 
Reality is not the result of a straight line as we might like to think. Causation is not as linear all the time as we might think. So, of course, it's the situation that if we take an action, like get behind the wheel of a car and we've been drinking and we drive, well, there are certain probabilities brought about by that kind of action. So you can see that there's a fairly direct causal link there. But what was it that caused an intelligent person who knows that it's dangerous to drink and drive, what would have caused that person to embark upon that as their course of action? There's something going on in their psyche, in the background, some emotional state, some unresolved things from earlier in their life. And why is it that that person was driving along, uh, they could have got home safely, but instead, just when they came to this intersection, another car was also coming to that intersection. What is it that creates the difference between, okay, I'm going up to this intersection and there's a car there, bang. Or I'm going up to this intersection, I'm not paying attention. Oh, I didn't see the stop sign. I drive straight through. I'm safe. I'm freaked out that I drive through a stoplight, but nothing happened to me. So what is it that creates that for one person, there's a terrible accident, and for another person, there wasn't another car there. They just sped through and nothing happened. Some people believe in uh, chance, I suppose, or sheer luck. For me, I feel quite unsettled by that explanation of how things happen. And I actually think that we have a lot inside of us that determines how lucky we are. And I feel that we can influence our luck uh, in many, many ways. We can start to drive interactions in the world through our thoughts, through our attitudes, through our choices, through our behaviours, and through our growing spiritual beliefs and attitudes and expansions that can really change the way things are going to be for us in our future. That whereas the web of connections that we had at one part of our life might have been quite difficult, might have been quite painful, it might have been okay, what are we going to create for our future and I believe that we can enter into this field of infinite possibility in a much deeper way and a more conscious way than perhaps we might have been brought up to believe. We're living in a field of infinite possibility. We are walking karmic time bombs in a way. Our events from the past, our actions from the past, the choices we've made in the past, all of these things contribute to the store of karmic energy that we have. Some people have got a lot of grace because in their lives and possibly their previous lives, if you believe in that, they've done a lot of good things. And so they're born into very good circumstances in this life. They have a lot of good opportunities. They have a lot of grace. Other people are are clearing their karma from other times and places. What I find is that most of the people I meet have a mixture of some good karma and some bad karma. And through that, they're connected to all kinds of different people and situations and likelihoods for their future. If we focus upon 
things that will lift us vibrationally if we focus upon being virtuous, that we meditate, we try and grow in love and compassion and kindness, then this is going to change the disposition that runs us and it will lift and shift us vibrationally and karmically so that the kinds of connections that are going on beneath the surface of life where we can't really see them is going to start to change little by little, bit by bit, over a period of years, we're likely to see that when we really cultivate as much goodness as we can internally, when we be the person we want to be, when we really start to be harmonious in the way we greet life, when we're able to lift and shift uh, interactions with other people, perhaps people come into our sphere that are in a bad mood or they're feeling really bad, And in the past, we would have just snapped back at them if they snapped at us. But instead, we're able to use our growing inner strength and we're able to be calm and not judge that person. We're able to eventually even have a wave of kindness towards that person. And sometimes that's enough to lift that person out of their difficulties. If we're able to achieve something like that, then we are really good at this hallmark. We're really good at understanding that the interconnections with other people are something that we can enter into consciously to lift and shift. And the more we practice these things, the more it is that we start to make a lot of changes in our life. It's just like it happens around us. Sometimes you can feel like I'm not really doing anything, but everything's just changing. It's like my luck has turned for the better. So as I said before, I'm not that sure that luck is a something I want to believe in, but karma I feel comfortable believing in because I have some control over that. I can influence my own karma by my choices and my actions. And I've got to say that I think that this is a better belief system for me. So I believe that if I spend more of my time being kind and caring and considerate, that over time in my future, I will get that kind of energy flowing back to me. And it certainly worked for me. We're all enmeshed with each other and there really are only six degrees of separation between any two people on the planet. You can just find links and ways to uh, establish pathways towards people all over the place. When I think of a typical spiritual gathering, maybe we'll have, say, a 100 people gather for meditation and for some kind of spiritual teaching or discourse. What will happen is there will be a theme arise and that theme will come from the hearts and minds and energy of the people who were gathered together for that event. So the teacher might not plan what the lesson's going to be that day, what the discourse is going to be about. But it arises from the interconnectedness of everybody present. And often, many of the people in attendance at an event like that will say, wow, that talk today was just for me, or that meditation was exactly what I needed. It was as though it was written for me. Well, how is it that dozens of people or even scores of people can be thinking that same thing. What is it 
that caused that particular piece of consciousness to be zinging on that day that creates an active dynamic meditation and teaching that so many people resonate with? Well, I think it's simply the fact that interconnectedness exists. And when we start to be able to open our awareness into that interconnectedness, we can live a richer life, a fuller life, a more satisfying life, and be more in touch with the people around us. We live by the spiritual laws and we have the capacity to beneficially affect much of what our life involves. One of the topics that arises for me in the study of self-mastery, particularly with hallmark number 10, is the miraculous. What is a miracle and how does it happen? A miracle is something that happens in a way that is so unexpected that seems to defy any rational cause and yet there it is and it's beneficial to those who are on the receiving end of it. It can be a miraculous cure for an illness that doctors have said there's no cure for this. It can be the way somebody who is involved in a car accident, a very serious car accident, can walk out of that accident without a scratch on their body even though the car is completely destroyed. It can be the way that sometimes just through some inner experience we have or some trigger in our life, we can go through a wholesale change in our personality for the better. It's a miracle. Suddenly, we're seeing sense. We're understanding things. We're feeling much better about ourselves than we did before. This is another kind of miracle that can happen. So what exactly is a miracle? Well, to me, a miracle is the operation of the laws of nature of which we as yet are unaware. It is the operation of nature. It is the presence that's inside us at the deepest level doing stuff. You could say it's the higher soul in operation in our lives. When I think of spiritual masters or people seeking self-mastery, I would say that miracles are not things we do. Miracles are not things we can control. But miracles can happen through us. And so what is the, the causal energy of these miracles? Well, for me, it is the universal consciousness, which we might call the Tao. When we're connected into that energy, the miraculous can happen because that miraculous energy affects the interconnectedness of all things in such a way as to bring forth a positive benefit to the people concerned. One of the things that may limit us in experiencing a miraculous life is our own beliefs and our own thoughts. If we believe, I'm never going to see a miracle, miracles don't happen to me, I'm not a fortunate person, I'm not a lucky person, everything bad happens to me, I have bad luck, not good luck. If, if that sort of stuff is in our mind and we're plagued with that sort of thinking, then it's very unlikely that we are going to have a miraculous breakthrough in our life. 
However, what I've noticed is that as we practice spiritual self-mastery, the miraculous is never very far away. Things will start happening that you can't explain, but they're good things. And it fills you with awe to think about how this could possibly be unfolding in your life. Another of the areas of mastery here is blasting through all of the ideas that we are separate, that me in here and you out there don't really have a connection. And if we do have a connection, maybe I can trust it sometimes, but I can't trust it all the time. Maybe through our thoughts and beliefs, we're very concerned about alienation from other people or being um, disapproved of, being rejected. So these are all kinds of things that can get in the way of the interconnectedness essence of mastery coming through. And there's a sense in which we need to blast through that kind of thinking because it will hold us back from a potentially much better life. To me, thoughts and beliefs, they're like boxes of consciousness that we stuff into our, into our mind. And if we think them regularly and often, and if it's the part of the bedrock of what we believe about reality, it becomes also a subconscious belief system that sits in the cells of our body, it sits in our energy field, and the things that are pulled towards us tend to match what it is that our subconscious belief system is all about. Whenever we go through change, as we grow in self-mastery, as we grow spiritually, some of our bedrock belief systems are going to be challenged. We're going to find that, you know what, I can't believe that people are not trustworthy and trust these new people that are coming into my life that I quite like. So one or the other is going to have to go because otherwise there's too much internal dissonance and it's too uncomfortable. So there are times on a spiritual path that to practice more interconnectedness, to find the happiness and peace that we're seeking, we have to sacrifice or let go of some of our old belief systems that we've outgrown and are no longer helping us. As we're in the betwixt and the between of two realities as we're growing, we can have great success here, but it's not working here. I can feel comfortable with the things that are happening here, but I'm confused as anything about what's happening over here. We're cracking through the old beliefs and the old ways of holding ourselves separate from everyone else, but we haven't quite installed the new interconnectedness thoughts and beliefs either. What I would say at that time is just keep going. Try and make sure you have a mentor, a trusted spiritual guide in the flavor that's right for you, someone who's grounded and practical and who's worried about your well-being. And so find yourself someone who you can talk to about what you're going through because during the path of self-mastery, you will change you'll become a different person because you'll be a happier person. You'll be a more centered and content person. But in the course of that, there will be things you have to let go of. And this process goes on for a very long time. 
The spiritual path is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It takes years and years to make steadfast, real, lasting, deep changes. It will be sped up if you can find a good teacher, a good mentor who can hold you while you're going through these things. And if you can find a group of people who are interested in this kind of self-transformation and who are willing to talk about such things, who are willing to talk about how they're feeling, what they're thinking, what their challenges are and how they're working through it, what their meditations have been like recently. If you can find that sort of group of people, you're very, very lucky and they're priceless assets in your spiritual life and they will help you to achieve the self-mastery that you're looking for. One of the greatest problems and pitfalls that we have in this particular hallmark is literally our fears because in the interconnected universe that we're living in, our fears will start to tend to pull towards us the very things that we fear the most. And creating an inner attitude of courage without becoming foolhardy is of itself a dance on the spiritual path. So the master is not someone who is diminished by fear. During periods of confusion, when we don't know what to do, we don't know where we should be going or how we should be making our decisions, don't make decisions. It's not clear yet. What we do at that time is focus on our vibration. See if we can lift our vibration through various purification techniques, such as uh, different forms of healing meditation or lift practices or healing modalities or yoga or all kinds of things you can use as mental, emotional, spiritual purification and see if you can access more happiness, more peace, more virtue, more smart ways of thinking. And then as your vibration ex- expands and extends and lifts, you'll find that a whole new set of interconnections start to happen and you start feeling stable again. It really is a dance of letting go of the old and grabbing onto the new. I think of it sometimes as climbing a ladder. You literally have to let go of the rung of the ladder that you were holding onto before to climb further up the ladder. You have to let it go. And so it is in our spiritual training to come to self-mastery. There are things sometimes we just have to let go of. So when change is upon us, many people go into fear, but the masterful don't. If fears arise, they deal with them, but they don't act upon them. They take whatever the information is within the fear and they will take right action in the face of fear, but they won't panic. And in fact, I sometimes say that rule number one in spiritual training is don't panic. No matter what's going on, panic is not going to help. And we know through science that when we do panic, when we're in a very anxious state uh, and when we're stressed, then our decision-making capability is severely impacted. It's as though you only have half a brain with which to make your decisions. So being calm in the face of adversity and challenge 
feeling the fear, but then get calm and then deal with it appropriately. I once had a woman who came to me for some healing sessions and she'd worked hard on her spiritual path and she was dedicated and I really liked this lady. I admired her courage and her tenacity. But she came to me one day feeling very confused and exhausted and she didn't really know what to do. Her energy field looked to me like she had the handbrake on, like the handbrake in a car, and that there was something important in her consciousness that was just blocking her from the sorts of things that she was trying to achieve. I told her what I saw and she was a bit upset because she'd worked hard at releasing all those things. And when she said she'd worked hard, something just clicked in me and I thought, oh, that's it. She believes it has to be hard that it's all got to be hard. And so there she was doing all this work, but the simple fact was she hadn't let go of life is hard. This is going to be hard. I'm going to be suffering. And so when we released that belief, she felt a shaking to the core of who she was. And (laughs) then she felt bliss go through her whole body And she knew that she'd just released this great big belief that had been sitting beneath the surface in her psyche and slowing her down. And after that, she made great progress and a flowering of her spirit happened. She became um, free of a lot of the hardships she'd been experiencing and she was able to go with the flow more than ever. And a whole new wave of things started to unfold in her life that were very beneficial for her. It was like her luck turned. But what really happened was she allowed her fear to come to the surface and be dealt with, and that was the fear that this is always going to be hard. So sometimes uh, what's at the back of our mind can't be seen by ourselves, but if we're working with good uh, professionals, Uh, people who are maybe psychologists or uh, lift practitioners or spiritual teachers uh, and mentors, one can see in another person what they can't see for themselves sometimes and then we can help people to move along. Some people will go through these changes uh, but it'll take a very long time. It takes a long time to do the accepting and the letting go of the old consciousness whereas the more we move into our mastery, we're able to identify these things and release them more quickly. And so our life tends to flow with more ease and grace more of the time. Issues in our life don't just go away by themselves most of the time. Generally speaking, we're going to have to put some effort into it and do a bit of inner work and lighten up in some way so that we can get to the root of what the problem is and then work it through until we can finally release it. This process can take various amounts of time for various people. I think of consciousness as an ever-growing garden of opportunity and I liken it to some people have access to a consciousness the size of the blazing sun. It's bright, it's illumined, it's warm, it's beautiful, it makes everything grow and be luscious. And other people, they've only got about as much light as one little candle or maybe even just one match. And it's easy for that light to go out because they haven't made that light of consciousness very stable within themselves yet. 
So what difference will it make to the life that we experience if we can turn the light up or turn the light down? What difference does it make? Well, imagine that you live your whole life in one room. Sounds like COVID virus, doesn't it really? Remember that? But imagine that you can live your life in just one room and you've just got one light that comes down. And this is a big room, very big room. You can't even, you don't know where the walls are, but you live your whole life in the pool of light that is around the light bulb hanging down in the middle of the room and everything out there is dark. And so being a diligent person, you make this space lovely. You clean it well, you make sure it's nicely decorated and you enjoy living in that space as much as you can. And then one day the light is turned up. Suddenly the voltage has tripled, quadrupled. It's so much brighter than it was before. And now instead of only being able to see two meters out around you on either side, you can see 10 meters out around you on either side. And the first thing you notice is What a mess is out there. I've never seen that area before and it's all dusty. I didn't know there was all that furniture under wraps. You know, there's all this stuff covered up. I don't know what it is. I have to take the covers off and I've got to clean all the dirt out. So it takes a bit of work to actually get out your brooms and your mops and all your cleaning things and to clean up this area of the house that you haven't seen before. And... Finally, you get it all clean and then you decorate it nicely and you think, I'm so pleased the light turned up because look at what my life's like now. I've got so much more space. I've got so much more amenity in my life. This is amazing. And then guess what happens? The light goes up again. It becomes 10 times stronger than it's been. And suddenly you can see 100 meters on either side of you. And again, you're going, what a mess is out there. I never knew that was out there. I never knew that sort of mess was everywhere around me. So once again, you have to get out your buckets, you have to get out your mops, you have to get out the broom and the vacuum cleaner, and you have to clean and clean and clean. And because that area hasn't been cleaned for such a long time, it takes ages and it takes a lot of effort. But when you clean it all up, you go, wow, I'm living in a mansion. This place is amazing. And I think that that's a really good analogy for what the spiritual life is like and the interconnectedness of what we find in our consciousness and the world around us. This is what it's like when we clean ourselves up, when we put the effort in, and it's a sustained journey. It's not a five-minute journey. It's a marathon. It's not a sprint. There's always something to work on. There's always something that we can lift and shift. And sometimes we can get discouraged and we can think, oh, what am I doing? You know, I've done all this work and I've still got this dirty bit of furniture over there. But you know what? Generally speaking, your life will be improving and you will see the benefit of that now or in your future. You'll come to a time in your life sooner or later when you will count your blessings and know what an incredible, fortunate person you are because 
you've mastered all these hallmarks of self-mastery and you can really see the interconnectedness of all people, of all things and of all of life. Thanks for joining me on this episode of Soul Talk. I hope the podcast has served you in creating a happier and more abundant life. If you've enjoyed the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, rate and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. If you'd like to connect with me, head over to shaktidurga.com.